the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Welcome to a discussion of radical fundamental principles of freedom, rational self-interest, laissez-faire capitalism, and individual rights. The Yaron Brooks Show starts now. All right, we're talking about Venezuela. I have been talking about Venezuela. I want to get to a different topic in a little while. But I think the important thing to note here is that the morality of altruism, which is what we talked about in the previous segment, the morality of socialism, the morality that says your moral responsibility is to take care of those in need. Your moral responsibility is to sacrifice for the poor. Your moral responsibility is to help whoever needs help. And the state is there just to help you out. It's to encourage you. It's to redistribute some of your wealth. And that the moral ideal in the utopia of the future, in some theoretical way, the, 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 the ideal is equality. Equality of outcome, equality of opportunity, some equality. Not equality before the law. Not political equality. That would be too founding fathers-like. That would be too rational. No. Equality of actual outcome. All of that is consistent with socialism. And the right cannot defeat the left, will not defeat the left, as long as it holds this morality, and of course it does hold this morality. The right agrees with the left on the goal. The right agrees with the left on the moral code. It might disagree a little bit on the means, but just a little bit. It's like the opposition of Venezuela. They agree with Maduro and Chavez about the goals, even about the ideology. Uh, means they think they're a little too harsh. I just, uh, during the break, there was a news story by John Kasich about John Kasich and, and Democratic governors. They want to get together to, to, to fix our healthcare system. And what's the standard? The standard's universal healthcare, equal healthcare for everybody. The standard is that a Republican, so-called on the right, wants to impose on us is some form of socialism. And uh, one of the things is they, they said they want to stabilize private markets. You know how you stabilize private markets? Actually, why would you want to stabilize private markets? Isn't one of the beauties of private markets is that they're not stable? They keep changing. They keep innovating. They keep lowering prices. But if you want to stabilize them in their terms, get out of the way. Lower regulations. But these Republicans are just like Democrats, and we'll get... We'll get in a minute to more central planning Republicans uh, in a little while. The right cannot defeat the left. The right cannot defeat the left as long as the right holds the same fundamental ideas as the left. And they do. And this includes Trump and Bannon and Kasich and McCain and Ryan and all of them. We need a new opposition party in this country. We need the opposition party of the founders. We need the opposition party of the individualists. We need to reject collectivism and everything that's involved in it. And until you have a real opposition party, and Venezuela needs this, it needs an opposition party of capitalists, of individualists, of self-interested individuals who want to pursue, God forbid, happiness, their happiness. So it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time to get rid of these Republicans, get rid of these Democrats, and replace them with real opposition. There's no difference right now between uh, uh, Trump and, and Obama. It's, it's, it's little, little, little stuff. But uh, the fundamental, 
no difference. Sorry. I know a lot of Trump fans, they hate my guts. But okay. All right. We got Al on the line who wants to talk more about socialism. Hey, Al. Hey, how's it going, your own? I'm, I'm doing well. A little, little excited today. But that's yeah. good, I think. Uh, makes good radio. I, I think one of the biggest problems, you know, especially for the younger generation, you know, because they don't know any better. The older people who are teaching should know better. But they keep being told that fascism and Nazis are this far-right ideology and, you know, the left is the communism and socialism. You know, it's like they, they somehow don't realize that, you know, Nazi stands for national socialist. You know, and so they, they, they associate with the far right. And it's like the only thing further left than Nazi is, is the communists, you know. Yep. And, yep. and you're, you're well, absolutely but, right about the fact that, you know, on the right, the Republicans can't fight this because, you know, my local senator just posted something on his Facebook page there. They talked about trying to develop a, you know, a politics of service and sacrifice. Versus, oh, my God. <laughs> versus uh, partisanship and egotism. And it's like, and I, I posted on the rock, he put, said that, I'm like, and this is why the Democrats keep pushing this country further left, because you have this idea of service and sacrifice, you know? No, you're absolutely right, Al. And that's right. The, the right is just as guilty here. The service and sacrifice only plays right into the hands of the left, right into the hands of socialism. That is exactly the language that needs to be, or the ideas that need to be abandoned. The whole idea of the sacrifice of the individual for the group. The whole vocabulary, the public interest, the common good, has to be abolished on the right. And and in this sense, I've said this before, I don't buy into right-left anymore. The only interesting, the only meaningful political spectrum is a political spectrum from individualism to collectivism. And individualism equals capitalism, collectivism equals socialism, communism, Nazism, uh, all forms of authoritarianism. They're all on the same side, call it left, call it right. It doesn't matter what we call it left or right. Those are confusing terms today. The way to think about it is um, individualism versus collectivism. And the nice thing about individualism versus collectivism is it goes deeper than just political terms. It goes to the moral essence. It goes to the philosophical essence. A collectivist believes that that it's okay to sacrifice the individual for the sake of the collective, the public, the, the, the good of the country or whatever. And that collective could be a so-called right-wing collective, fascism, the country, or the blood or the race, or it could be a left-wing collective, uh, the proletarian, the poor, you know, fill in the blank. But the essential is the same. Individual doesn't matter. What matters is the group. And we're going to sacrifice as many individuals as many times for the sake of the group as possible. And that is the essence of both left and right. That's the essence of Bannon and Chavez. And what's another thing against me is that these religious people think that they're opposed to the the socialists and everything on, on, you know, and it's like, yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's sacrifice individuals. Not for the state or not for the proletarian. Let's sacrifice individuals to God or let's sacrifice individuals to the church or let's sacrifice individuals to some other good cause that they believe in. And no, I say. And the founders of this country said no. They said no, individuals on ending themselves, you don't get to sacrifice anybody for anything. We are free. We have a right to our own life, a right to our own liberty, and a right to pursue our own happiness. That is the essential of what made this country great. And it's essential to what we're losing. It's essential to what Republicans and Democrats have lost. 
And if you take a second to read the Communist Manifesto, Marx says in there that all these religious ideals that these people have been preached to all their lives, you know, are the very foundation of makes it so easy for them to be converted to to communists because it's the same ideals. My view is that communism is just secularized, a certain version, it secularized a certain version of Christianity, and Christianity softens people up in the sense that they are willing to commit the sacrifice, they are willing to place the well-being of the collective above the well-being of the individual, and then communism sweeps in and says, okay, Let's take this seriously. Let's right. actually do it. Here's how we do it. And, and it takes advantage of their economic insecurities and the lack of answers that religion can provide them and provides them with answers. But it's the same kind of collectivistic views. And, right. and we're not going to win the battle. We're not going to win the battle for freedom, for liberty, for capitalism, unless we advocate consistently for individualism. And individualism right. requires a philosophical foundation in, in rational egoism, and rational egoism requires a philosophical foundation for reason. Reason as man's basic means of survival. Reason is how we learn about the world, not revelation, but the use of our senses and the use of our mind. All right. Thanks, Al. Really appreciate the call. Uh, you're, you're spot on. I agree with you completely, and which, which is pretty rare in this world. Almost nobody agrees with me completely. Um, it, you know, so... So Venezuela is, is, is deteriorating, is almost gone. Um, it, it's authoritarian, totalitarian. Nobody cares. Nobody cares because they're all socialists. They're all collectivists. Nobody talks about it because it's more proof that their ideal, their socialist ideal is destructive. You know, uh, Bernie Sanders is never going to raise this because he wants socialism and he ran for uh, socialism. And no professor is going to raise this because then what would he tell the kids? What would he tell his students? When he's been teaching them the idea, the, the, the beauty of socialism, and here's an example of it failing and collapsing and being destroyed, right? And, and all I would say is my sympathies are with the Venezuelan people. I wish you had better ideas. I wish you had a better foundation for liberty. I think it's time to pick up arms and to go into, uh, into, into revolution. Uh, when the, your government becomes as authoritarian, when it steals elections, when free speech is denied of you, it is the time for revolution, but the right revolution. Look at the founding principles of America. Look at the Declaration of Independence. That's what should inspire you, not a softer form of socialism. All right, when we come back, I want to talk about the Trump administration's new immigration policy. I want to talk about um, is that more central planning what do you think about what do you think about the immigration policy that we just heard from trump and um all right and and if we have time there's some bannon stories uh, or bannon rumors that i'd like uh, to discuss as well okay you're listening to iran book show on block talk Ra- on <laughs> the blaze radio network we will be right back after this break phd author media contributor this is the Yaron Brooks Show, the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to the Yaron Brooks Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. All right, so let's go from the evils of socialism 
to the ever-controversial number one topic that people hate me for, and that is immigration. I, I think it's the same issue. At the end of the day, the question is, are you an individualist or are you a collectivist? And I find almost all of the people who are anti-immigration to be collectivist of one form or another. Most of them hide it well, but they're all collectivists. But let's take this latest this latest proposal. It's not a bill, and it probably won't pass. But since Trump made such a big deal out of it, and he backed it and everything, it's a, it's a bill proposed by Republican Senator, I think, Cotton and, and a congressman, to uh, uh, re revise, if you will, our uh, legal immigration system. Now, let me say right off the bat, I think our legal immigration system needs revision. It needs to be scrapped. It needs to start over. It's a complete and utter disaster. And some of the problems in our Im current immigration system, some of our problem in the current immigration system, are addressed in this bill. So some of this family unification, the emphasis on family unification, I, I think that's, that is, should not be an thing to emphasize in um, in an immigra legal immigration bill. Uh, so uh, so the fact that today uh, most immigrants who come to this country, legal immigrants who come to this country, come for family reunification, to me, is not justifiable. It's also way, way, way too difficult for anybody with skill, but more importantly, any kind of skill, not just high and skill, any kind of skill. For anybody with skill or anybody with a true desire to work at any job, it's way, way, way too difficult for them to get into this country. So what does this bill do? It shrinks the number of legal immigrants from a million a year to half a million a year within, I think, four or five years. It, instead of expanding the work visa program, the H-1B green card visa programs, it keeps them static to shrink them. It does away with a lot of the family stuff. I'm, I'm okay with that. But instead of using that as an opportunity to expand the number of people coming into this country to work, instead of making it really, really easy for the most talented, ambitious people in the world to come to this country to make a living, to be entrepreneurs, at any level, from whether they work in restaurants or cutting our lawn to computer programmers, entrepreneurs of Silicon Valley. The fact is that this system makes it more difficult. Now you have points, all kinds of points. And who gets to rig the points? When the Republicans are there, the point system will favor the things Republicans care about. I don't know, speaking English. When uh, the Democrats are there, it'll favor the things Democrats care about. I don't know how socialist you are. I, I have no idea. Now you get points, and, and um, the government is going to give points to different professions. In other words, what we get is a Republican proposal for the government to decide which professions are more important than others. I don't know. That kind of sounds like Chavez to me. It kind of sounds like socialist central planning to me. Let the market work. If the market demands a certain skill set, and it let them import it. Oh, but what about American workers? Compete. 
Compete. Isn't that what we tell our kids? They should compete? Uh, Oh, if we become such a European-like lazy society in which we are guaranteeing people jobs and guaranteeing they will never have competition and guaranteeing them a middle-class life. No. Freedom entails competition. Freedom entails being good at what you do and staying good at what you do and being more productive than the competitors. Compete. And yeah, no. What, what this proposal and what most Republican proposals want to do is they want to restrict immigration. And I've been saying this for years, and I've been told, I, everybody tells me this. Oh, no, 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 you're on, you don't get it. We love immigrants. We want more immigrants. What we don't like is illegal immigration. Illegal immigration, that's the real problem. That's what we really hate. Now, this exposes that lie. It's not about illegal immigration. It was never about illegal immigration. What Trump and most of his supporters want is fewer immigrants. They don't want me to come. Why? Because I shake things up. (laughs) Because I challenge them. They don't want foreigners. Now, oh, okay, so I, I, I should, I should, full disclosure, I am an immigrant to this country, a legal immigrant to this country. I don't know if under these laws, uh, this point system, I would have been allowed in. I don't know. I don't know if you want any more uh, finance PhDs who are also, uh, who are also Jewish. You know, you might have enough of those. Um, who knows what the point system will do? So here's more central planning. This is why the right cannot defeat the left. Because they all agree we should centrally plan. All of them. Just the right wants to centrally plan immigration, and the left wants to centrally plan. They also want to centrally plan immigration, but they want to centrally plan other things. But they all believe central planning is a good thing. They all believe the role of government is far, 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 far broader than what the founding fathers of this country believed. There's no big difference between Republicans and Democrats, just an emphasis. So uh, this immigration bill that is being proposed is a travesty. Anybody who believes in liberty and freedom uh, uh, should be against it. Look, at the end of the day, as an American, and I'm an American citizen now, if, if I want to go and hire a bunch of Swedes to work in my company, how is it your business? How is it your business? I mean, assume that these Swedes are uh, peaceful. They're not gonna. They're not gonna kill anybody. They're not gonna. You know, they they they, they don't have infectious diseases. They don't. I don't know. They're not terrorists. They're not criminals. What is it any of your business? Who I hire to work in my company? How by restricting immigrants, particularly when it comes to work, you're restricting my rights as an American. I'm not talking about the immigrants' rights; they have rights as well. But my rights as an American, I don't get to invite people to come and work for me. But you know what? Some of the most talented people in the world don't live in the United States, and I want them. All right, we'll be right back after this break. You're listening to Ron Brook Show. You won't hear traditional political views here. This is the Yaron Brooks Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
Yaron Brook. All right, we're talking about immigration. I don't know a single topic that gets people more upset at me than this topic. It is amazing to me how uh, angry, how vicious, how emotional people get around this topic um, more than any other topic. And to me, it suggests, I don't know, something's wrong because it, it, it's it's pretty amazing to me that um, that we can disagree about a lot of things. But this one just, whoa, you, you know, it's it's just unbelievable. Um you can call in. You you can get emotional uh, over the phone with me if you want, other than just uh, some of the comments online. 888-900-3393. Okay, so let me give you my solution for immigration today. I'm not talking about some free market utopia one day. Uh, utopia is the wrong word. Some free market um, um, country one day. I'm talking about today in America with entitlements and everything. Uh, let's take today's system, and I'll give you my solution, and then I'll, I'll take some of your objections. I know, you know, uh, uh, what if they have bad ideas, the immigrants, and what about entitlements? So let's take uh, let's take my solution, I, and this is a solution that was actually proposed in Congress a few years ago. A woman by the name of Helen Kriebel uh, circulated a bill uh, around this, and it, it went nowhere, unfortunately. But I, I, I thought it was actually a, a really good solution. And it, it somewhat returns back to a, an old system before 1965, before the 1965 immigration reform, which basically opens uh, divorced immigration from work. I would like to see us resurrect the connection between immigration and work as long as we have an enti- a welfare entitlement state. And what I'd like to see is that people can show evidence that they have a job before they're, they're allowed into the United States. Again, the job could be as strawberry pickers or the job could be as a, as a computer scientist somewhere. Um, you know, this this could be in the old days there was a sponsorship. It doesn't need a sponsorship in this case. It just needs a job. Now, for example, what Helen Kriebel's proposal proposed was that we, we basically allow employment agencies to set up shop all over the world and to match employees with employers and give them the ability to grant visas after an FBI background check and all the security checks and and all of that and 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 so on right uh, just uh, just a uh, you know a a, um, a real background check and uh, if they can match an employee with an employee, they get a five-year visa to come to the United States. Now, together with this, you pass a law that says that when you're on this visa, you cannot get welfare. Now, you, you kids can still go to public schools. You can still drive on the roads. You can still do all that. But you don't get actual welfare, food stamps, and all the rest of them. It, it would be illegal for you. See, if you leave your job it, it, or if you're fired from your job, you have to leave the country because there is no other source of income for you. And indeed... The visa and conditional that, that you keep a job. Now, it doesn't have to stay with the same company. You, sh- you could be uh, hired by somebody else. You could sh- swap jobs. But you can't stay, let's say, unemployed for more than three months, or six months or whatever, right? Also, if you invest in the country, if you build, bring money in the country, if you start a business in the country, that qualifies. So if you can, if you can, um, match individuals with jobs, then there's no rights violation going on here. The government has no job here. 
other than to protect us from people who would physically harm us. It has no job here. And it, it just has no role. So that would be my solution as long as there's an entitlement state, is, is that combination. And again, this was a bill that had some support by some Republicans on the Hill. Never went anyway because it never got enough support. And of course, as you can see... Republicans are anti-immigration. I mean, such a bill would actually increase the number of immigrants. You would get more than a million people coming into this country a year, but you would get them from unexpected places. You would get a lot of Swedes and Norwegians and Germans and Europeans and Israelis and Chinese. Although we don't like Asians, it turns out. I, 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 put, up, I put up a story about how Harvard discriminates against Asians, and there were like people on my, on my feed Saying, yeah, we don't need Asians in this country. So, ugh, just, yeah. I find racism in all its different forms, xenophobia in all its different forms, some of the most uh, uh, upsetting and disgusting uh, ideas that exist. And uh, when it, it manifests itself in a variety of different ways, but it always comes out when you talk about immigration. All right, what about, what about people who have bad ideas, right? Uh, I don't know. They could have Nazi ideas. They could have just socialist ideas. What about them? Well, I do not believe that the government should ever be involved in screening for ideology unless that ideology is explicitly associated with an enemy of ours. And we have identified the enemy as in an act of war, some kind of act, and identified that enemy and clearly articulated the case against it. So during World War II, sure, you don't import Nazis. I'd argue today, if we'd have a proper declaration of war, you wouldn't be allowing Muslim immigrants into the country, and the burden of proof would be on the Muslim to show that they weren't affiliated with radical, with the totalitarian Islam. And, and if they could prove that, yeah, they could come in, but as long as they can't, they shouldn't be allowed in, and the burden of proof would be on them. But as long as the government doesn't declare an enemy, there is no basis, legal, moral, individual rights basis to exclude people based on ideas. And for the government to have a list of unaccepted ideas, I can't think of anything more evil. The whole point of the separation of church and state in the, in, uh, the Constitution was to basically prohibit the government from excluding certain people because of certain ideas, in this case, religi certain religious beliefs. And it would be wrong. I, you know, I would expand the separation of church and state to the separation of state from ideas. It's not the job of the government, unless the person is inciting violence, to monitor and to, uh, to approve of or not approve of certain ideas. Government doesn't have that responsibility. And look, we, I believe in limiting government. Yeah, government is, 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 is not defending individual rights already. So let's expand. Let's give them more power. Let them build a wall so they can now even more closely figure out who comes into this country and who doesn't come into this country. Let's give them more authority over immigration because, hey, we're small government people. We believe in limited government. So let's expand government. I mean, it's nuts to me. Because we live in such in an environment with a government that is so flawed, you would never want to give that power more, that government more power over your life, and that more power over your life is by deciding who gets to come into the country and who doesn't. Now, let me say this about bad ideologies. The source of bad ideologies is not immigrants. 
The source of bad ideologies is university professors. So if we start having a litmus test, an ideological litmus test, then let's start deporting university professors. That will be do more to help this country recover ideologically than anything else that we could do. But it's obvious that that's a massive violation of rights. And if, if the government starts rounding up university professors, that's a, that's a massive intrusion into our rights. And everybody knows that's wrong. But we can do it to immigrants. And we can give that power to the government when it comes to immigrants. So... So, you know, so that's my proposal with regard to jobs um, and, and why I think and, and with regard to entitlements. All right, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about this. If you want to call in and get in the conversation, 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. And you're listening to Ron Brook Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Ron Brook Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Show. All right, so President Trump's uh, immigration bill, the one the Republicans are putting through Congress, is another statist attempt to control our lives, a statist attempt to define what jobs are needed by the U.S. economy instead of letting the market deal with it. It's, it's more of the statist, collectivist, authoritarian attitude that this administration, the Obama administration, almost every administration in the last 50 years has had towards the U.S. economy and towards the individual rights of Americans. It's depressing. It really is depressing because there's no end to this. And, and I see people who claim to be advocates of liberty and freedom who, when it comes to immigration, they fall apart. They completely fall apart. And, and you know, I'm, I'm still struggling to figure out psychologically what is going on. But, you know... You should be embracing immigrants. This is the land of the free. And if people want to come here and be free, great. Great. This country is not falling apart because of immigrants. Even California is not falling apart because of immigrants. California and the rest of the country are falling apart because of the crazy intellectuals who run our universities and run our media outlets and who write and who, you know, who are, who are crazy statists and collectivists. And because of our, the religious authorities in this country who continuously advocate for more government intervention in our lives, they are what's destroying this country. The intellectual, spiritual authorities around us. Don't blame the immigrants. And I, I, I believe that if we had the right ideas in this country, if we stood for something, if we stood for individualism, I don't worry about the ideas the immigrants bring with them. I'm going to win that ideological battle. Because I've got good ideas. The problem today is that we're losing that intellectual battle because we have lousy ideas. We can't challenge socialism in Venezuela. Never mind, you know, the expansion of Medicare and Obamacare. Republicans can't even get rid of that. You're worried about Mexicans or, or foreigners coming in with their bad ideas. I'm worried about the bad ideas in Washington, D.C. Among Republicans. 
which brings me to rumors about Bannon. Now, you know, these are rumors and the, the, the media, who knows what. But the fact is, I haven't heard Bannon deny them and I haven't heard anybody deny them. So who knows? And they're consistent, I think, with Bannon's whole thinking. So the two rumors uh, that uh, Bannon, Bannon is chief strategist at the White House, chief strategist at the White House. So this is kind of the, the thinking behind the throne, if you will, thinking behind the president, the guy who's a strategist long term. Bannon is advocating supposedly in internal meetings in the White House to raise the top income tax rate to 44 percent, to 44 percent. Um, why, uh, in order to be able to so-called afford a middle-class tax cut, because that's what's needed because of inequality in America and because, you know, I don't know, uh, because he doesn't know economics, I guess, because he knows nothing about how the economy works. Plus, he believes there's massive injustice. I don't believe in taxing the rich uh, any more than taxing anybody else. There should be a flat tax if there's going to be any tax where everybody pays the same rate. I mean, the rich... The wealthy have became wealthy by producing values and creating goods and services that make our lives better already. And then we want to penalize them for that with a higher tax rate. How, did, how disgusting is that? So he wants to raise it from 39.6 to 44. In California, right now I'm paying 55% taxes. And if he raises it to 44, I'll be closing in on 60%. 60%. Taxes are Time, effort, life. He wants to take 60% of my life for his common good, for his ideas. And then the other idea coming out of Bannon is that he wants uh, Facebook and Google to be regulated like public utilities, like the old AT&T, like, like the electric power companies. He wants them regulated because they become so big of a part of our lives that we need now to regulate them and to control them for the public good, the common interest. And you tell me there's a difference between the left and the right? You want the right to defeat the left and then we can engage with the right? No, they're the same thing. They're the same thing. The collectivists, the central planners, they, they, they want to sacrifice the individual for the common good. Their immigration policy suggests this. These ideas of Bannon's about raising raising taxes and and on on the very wealthy and and regulating Facebook and Google suggest this. The, the fact that they can't get away with uh, can't can't really repeal and nobody really wants to repeal, Obamacare suggests this. There is no, there are no good guys in politics today. I mean, there might be a few individuals, uh, putting aside the individuals who are actually fighting this. As a group, there is no good political party today. You know, I shouldn't criticize Trump until we defeat the left. Well, there's no way to defeat the left if you position yourself as pro-Trump. There's no way to defeat the left if you are advocating for collectivistic central planning policies with regard to immigration or with regard to Google and Facebook. There's no way to defeat the left if you are a central planner. You just want to centrally plan your things and let them centrally, and you don't want to centrally plan their things. What this country needs is a revolution, an ideological revolution, a moral revolution, a revolution that upends the current ideological framework left and right. We need the founding fathers back. We need a revolution of individualism, 
and individual freedom and individual rights and the right of any individual to pursue happiness, to be free, to act, to pursue his own happiness in the ways that he sees fit to do so. All right, you're listening to the only show in the country that covers these topics, the Iran Book Show on the Blaze Radio Network. We'll talk next week. Applying the principles of rational self-interest and individual rights on your radio. It's the Yaron Brooks Show on the Blaze Radio Network.